Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Debbie. And we're the, the Polter Gals. On this week's episode, was picked by lovely Hannah. One of our new editors. Shout out. Shout out. So she chose Catacombs of Paris. Ooh. Paris, France. Oh, should it be we? Because <laughs> like O-U-I-I-I-I-I instead of ooh. You know what the picture of the week I'm going to post on Instagram is? It's going to be a little ghost. <laughs> a French ghost. Oh, no. With a little mustache and the beret. Holding a baguette. <laughs> ha ha. Ha ha. All right, let's get into it. All right. So the catacombs weren't always a refuge for human bones. Wow. Right? That's all I know them to be, is where bones go. Full of bones. Is that what happens? Yeah, they're full of bones. Oh, man. But they weren't always full of bones? Tell me more. So, in Roman times, open-air quarries existed throughout the region, well beyond the city limits of what Romans call... Yeah. Word of the week. Why do I... Lutea? Lutetia? Lutetia? I'm telling you, we need to have, like, the little Google voice that, like, says it. Insert Google voice here, Hannah. Okay, yeah, that word. (laughs) Uh, so long before it became the French capital, people helped themselves to the stone first for their humble dwellings. But once in the Middle Ages rolled in for their huge cathedrals as well. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. So people were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this stone. I'm just going to build me a little shack over here, a little house. Um, and then during the Middle Ages, there, of course, was like, oh, religion and art Ooh. and infrastructure. So they started using it to build cathedrals. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Churches. Yep. I love them. Christianity in the Middle Ages. At its finest. So, as the city spread, it found itself right above the quarries, but constant. Are we going to have two words of the week? Excavations. At least I knew the ovations part. You did a good job. Good job, Allison. I'm learning. Woo! Slowly but surely. 
So uh, the excavations <laughs> <laughs> would weaken the ground, creating an unregulated underground labyrinth that threatened to collapse. Ooh, fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it did. Oh, like no. An infamous 1777 collapse oh, no. on the Rue Denifer. Rue Denifer. I don't know if that's correct. I don't know either. Je parle vous français. I'm sorry to the Très French bien. people. No, it's okay. If we offend you, French people, I'm I so apologize. Sorry. I'm so sorry. In advance, we're sorry. What's worse is that I know <laughs> someone that's from France who lives here in Waco. Are they going to listen to the podcast? I hope so, but I'm sure he'd probably be mad. Well, it's okay. We got to have him listen and leave us hate comments so we can read them. <laughs> oh. So that collapse happened, which swallowed up an entire house. <laughs> Just one. Engulfed. Engulfed. <laughs> Engulfed. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, house. So worried about the ground under Paris, authorities set up a general inspector of inquiries, hmm. which still exists. Cool. To check on the stability of the quarries to prevent anyone from digging new ones. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. That makes How sense. Nice. In the meantime, the cemeteries of Paris were filling up. Ooh. The cities were expanding, population was growing, and the city's 200 graveyards could no longer keep up with the demand for space. Wild. That's crazy. 200 graveyards? 200. And they were like, mm, more dead bodies. Need more places to put them. Yikes. Cool. Uh, each time a new grave was dug, bones would be found underneath. Ooh, the you know how we feel about disturbed grave sites. First of all, why are they unmarked to begin with? Well, I mean, you know, I'm gonna guess it is back in the back, back, back days. Yeah, the before, before, before times. <laughs> before cemeteries. Yeah, before cemeteries. So 1700s. I mean, yeah. That I mean, even before the 1700s. That's like what? Well, if it was back 21st? in Roman times. You're talking a. You're talking BC AD. We are in AD. What you talking about? But uh, Romans were BC. We're in 21 AD, dude. You mean 22? You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we're. I just know that we're 2022 AD. What century are we in? The 21st. Good job. Good job. At least I know that. Good job. And what to- is the capital of the United States? What's that? You don't know what the capital of the United States is? You have to... And I know the capital of Texas because it's, it's the great country. I mean, state. The great country? So the capital <laughs> of Texas is the great <laughs> country of what? Austin. Good job. <laughs> I feel like that guy on TikTok where he does like, uh, he does like, Jabria, are you smart? And she's like, yes. And he's like, he's like, what is... How do you make the color purple? And she's like, first you get a paint and you paint it. And he's like, good job. (laughs) That's exactly how this conversation just went. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, cut all this out. Okay, continue. Uh, Each time a new grave was dug, bones were found underneath. And the sheer weight of all the bodies was straining the grave walls until finally in 1780... An entire chunk of the 
cemetery the innocents. So basically the cemetery of the innocents. Yeah. Why did I not just put that in English? <laughs> That's all right. So the cemetery of the innocents, the largest in Paris, gave way right into the basement of a local restaurant. Ah! That's disgusting. You know, the, we're getting into uh, Sweeney Todd, Fleet Street, freaking waking up and there's just bodies and bones in your basement. Wow. Shout out all those Tim Burton fans out there. <laughs> Have you, do you know Sweeney Todd, right? No. Sweeney Todd is the, you know, the, the, on Fleet Street. He was the barber that the would one, decapitate people. Is he the one that looks like Johnny Depp? It, he is played by Johnny Depp, yes. Shout out the Johnny Shout Depp out. and Amber Heard trials right now. Um, Johnny anyway, Depp's innocent. Johnny Depp is innocent. Love um, you. Thank you for my childhood. You. Johnny Depp, we appreciate you. Um, Johnny stands in this household. Um, but yeah, so in Sweeney Todd, he would he was upstairs from a restaurant and it was during like one of the times whenever like meat was really hard to find and they were like in poverty so he would murder people and then the lady downstairs would bake the people into meat pies that's disgusting so that's exactly what this reminds me of that's disgusting so yuck so the entire setup was utterly Insalubrious. Insalubrious. Why do I put big words? I don't know, Allison. You need to start using not big words. <laughs> uh, I'm a dumb dumb. I need BB words. <laughs> BB words. BB words. Four, four letter, no syllables. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, insalubrious. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The many mass graves becoming sources of infection and illness. Ew. Smelling of putrefaction. Putrefaction. What is that? It's like where your body starts to like bloat and decompose. So it's the smelling of dead bodies. So that's what I smell when you smell a dead body. Yeah. It's that word. Yeah. Gross. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) And polluting the wells from which people got their drinking water. Oh no. It's like that case where they found the dead body. Yeah. There was the body in the water. Gross. Gross. Drinking dead body juice. (laughs) H-T-O. I think that's more like H-T- Ew. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) That was a good joke. (laughs) As the citizenry howled, Paris finally did something about the overflowing cemetery and moved the buried remains to the former quarries of Tomb Lazare? Ooh, that's a pretty close, yeah. I mean, I don't speak French, but yeah, that totally sounded right. Jacques, I'm so very sorry, Jacques. Wait, his name is Jacques? Like, are you being racist right now, or is his name (laughs) actually Jacques? Um, okay. I'll believe you this time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so very sorry, French people. I love you all. (laughs) You helped us in the Great War of Britain. Mio, mi amor, mi amores. I don't know. (laughs) wrong with us uh it so they moved it to that tomb of Isri, whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what is now the 14th wow a road is a mint sure that's that's how it all began and that's how it all began dun 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 okay so the bones were carried to the in the dead of night to avoid scaring the city <laughs> city's res- 
respectable burgers? Sure. That sounds right. One can only imagine such a death procession with priestly robes floating past by torchlight, accompanied by the squeal of heavy carts and the whispered blessings of the clergy as the cortege moved forward. Ooh. That's terrifying. That's like, that's literally nightmare fuel right there. Nope. <laughs> Are you yawning? Nope. Oh, okay. Yikes. That's disgusting. <laughs> okay. The first bones were moved in April 1786, and more would be added over time as other cemeteries filled up. By 1814, the quarries finally closed, and the tunnels would be home to 6 million Parish- Parisian. Parisian. Parisian souls. So, so sad. Wow. Six million. Six million. Nope. They came to be known as the catacombs in a reference to underground. Necropolis? Necropolis in Rome. Wow. Wow. Although in Paris, they were. Ossuaries. Ossuaries rather than the places of burial. Hmm. Eventually, evacuations during the 1960s would yield even more remains, but would also find their way here. Hmm. The Par- Paris catacombs opened in- to the public on July 1st of 1809 with great fanfare, creating a stir among the gladiati. Don't know. Whatever. Who there are too many hard words in this episode. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> These included such contemporary... Luminaries. 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 As Napoleon III, the Emperor of Austria. Wow. Man, why is there so much history? I know. We're learning so much. <laughs> Yikes. And in the late 18th century, when major public health problems tied to the city, cemeteries led to a decision to transfer their contents to an underground site. Paris authorities chose the easily accessible site that was at the time located outside of the capital, the former tomb losery, yep, catacomb, or not catacombs, quarries under the plain of Montrouge. Yeah, that sounds right. Wow. Good job, Allison. I'm trying. <laughs> My non-existent French. An operation since at least the 15th century and then abandoned these quarries were a small part of the labyrinth that extended under the city over approximately 800 hectares. Sure. Preparation of the site and the organization of bone transfers were entrusted to Charles Axel Guillemont. Guillemont. There you go. Yuck. But okay. Yep, and he's <laughs> he's in charge. And just I just want them to be like, hey, Charles, you like carrying bones, right? And he's like, uh, maybe. And they're like, uh, well, guess what? Now you're in charge of carrying all of the bones. <laughs> you're our new bone transfer man. You're transferring into the bone industry. It's <laughs> so sad. And then his title is an inspector of the Department of General Quarry Inspection. Oh, there you go. At least okay. he had a fancy title. Yeah. I was expecting like Count de Bone Transfer or something, but no. <laughs> count of Bone Transfers. No, I don't know. Okay, Count Duwa. <laughs> He's the accountant of bone keeping. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, no. So the mission of this department, which had been founded in 1777 by Lewis. XVI? Yeah, Is that XVI. 16th? 6th? 10, 5. Yeah, yeah. 16. Yeah. Lewis sixteenth was to consolidate the abandoned quarries following major collapses of the ground under Paris in the mid-18th century. Wow. The first evacuations were made from 1785 to 1787 and concerned the largest cemetery in Paris, the Saints Innocent Cemetery. Yeah. Wow. That was the Cemetery de Innocence. I'm glad I put it in English this time. Yeah, you put it in English the second time, but not the first time. (laughs) How sad. The site was consecrated. Consecrated? Yep. I don't know why I was trying to say I'm just going to have to, like, like, word of the week, word of the week. I'm just going to make a whole post. It's going to be a scroll. Yeah. (laughs) Just scroll through. Pick a word. (laughs) Anywhere. Anything you don't know. Here you go. Oh, maybe I can do, like, story trivia. So, listen, pay attention now, and then I'll do, like, a story trivia. And then maybe whoever wins will win, like, a sticker or something. And whoever answers the most correct answers. Without cheating. No cheating, people. Gosh. Just listen to the episode. (laughs) I mean, if you're hearing this right now, then you obviously are listening to it. Facts. That's facts. That's facts. how podcasts work. <laughs> Crazy. Great. Uh, and the site was, yeah, as the <laughs> Paris mun- Municipal Ossuary. Mun- I was going to say Munkaka Makuka. Municipality. Yeah, I don't know. Municipalities. French is about as good as Spanish with me. Municipal is English. Uh, okay (laughs) moving on anyway so (laughs) it was called the paris municipal ossuary on april 7th of 1786 and from that time forward (laughs) took the mythical name the catacombs okay yeah in reference to roman catacombs which had Fascinated the public since the discovery. Cool. Starting in 1809, the catacombs were open to the public, appointed by appointment. A register was placed at the end of the circuit where visitors could write their impressions and was filled very rapidly because these visits had quickly become a success with both the French and foreigners. As the years passed, an ossuary ossuary became the resting place of many illustrious illustrious individuals in 87 the count of artois artois twas twas oh i, I don't, don't know, know. <laughs> but the future charles x visited the site in the company of a group of court ladies in 1814 francis the first the austrian emperor took a tour there and in 1860 napoleon the third descendant into the catacombs with the sun. During the 19th century, visiting arrangements consistently changed from total closing to monthly or quarterly openings. The Paris catacombs are now open to everyone without requiring an authorization and welcomes nearly 550,000 visitors every year. Wow. It is 20 meters of depth 
which is the equivalent of a five-story building, wow, consists of 243 steps Lady. into the Paris catacombs. There are 131 steps that go down Oof. and 112 steps that climb up. Oh, 1,500 meters for this 1.5-kilometer circuit. Plan on this to be about a one-hour visit. Oof, one hour of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> So, underneath the city runs the catacombs for miles, and about 6 million people are buried within the catacombs. And only a tiny portion of the underground uh, catacombs is open to the public, but they are well worth the visit as long as you don't mind the dark. Aww. The section that's open to the public is called the Ossuary. Of I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, too. Who knows? Dinfurt Rosheru? Rush. Rochero? Yeah. Like Ferrero Rocher? <laughs> I hope. I don't know. Across the street from the metro station of the same name. By the way. That guy. That guy was a military leader who led the heroic resistance of the city of Belfort in 1871 during the Franco-Persian War. Wow. Well, that was a lot of history. Yeah. I think it's time to take a well. commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsors. Spooky. Right, and we're back. So as you guys um, just listened, I hope you guys got some good commercials. And um, as mentioned, now we're going to go back over a quick timeline of Paris catacomb history. Allison, break it down. Oh, no. So 53 million years ago, it was a Paris swamp. 47 wow. million years ago, the city begins to take shape with rivers and banks. First century CE, first open air limestone pits. 14th century, first underground quarries. 1774, serious cave in, 300 meters of tunnels collapse. Ooh. 1776, Louis XVI bans mining under Paris. In 1777, creation of General Inspector of Quarries. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's that one guy with that weird name. Mm -hmm. In 1780, closure of St. Innocent Cemetery. The biggest cemetery in Paris. Yep. In 1786, Monaco, Municipal? Yep. Ossuaries. Ossuaries mm -hmm. opens the former tomb ishery mm -hmm. quarry. Between 1787 and 1814, more bones transfer from local Paris cemeteries to the catacombs. Equals more bones, more yep. bones. Gotta love those bones. And then in 1809, Ossuary opens to the public. In 1860, last bones brought in after being uncovered by... During Hossman's Urban Works there you go. in 2002, catacombs become a part of the, the history. Musée Carnevelt. Yeah, which translates to history of Paris. There you go. And then uh, in 2017 to 2019, a new entrance and exit were integrated. Wow. There we go. Well, that was a great rundown. So now that we know <laughs> about all the history, it's time to get into 
the hauntings okay so as previously mentioned there's a lot of bones there's a lot of dead people a lot of people had to be moved down where their bones are now so they were in cemeteries graveyards got disturbed haha bones go down um into underground so um as you guys can imagine there's a lot of activity um the catacombs of paris is known as one of the most haunted locations in the world yikes so I'm going to tell a few stories, talk about some of the fun stuff. You know, we're getting into it and we're getting ghosty. <laughs> Can I also point out the fact that, I mean, you pointed out the fact that we kind of mm-hmm. switched roles. We did. Yeah. So um, if you guys see our beautiful logo here and if you guys look at our page. So when I originally made the logo, I had a cute little asymmetrical cut um, that was really short. And then Allison had just like shoulder length, you know, fluffy, curly hair. But now we changed roles. So now I am on this side with the shoulder length hair with a little bit of bang. And Allison now has the short hair with a little front little bang section. So now we are flip flopped on the polter gals. Um, I don't know what we're going to do if we ever change our hair any other any other way. <laughs> we're just going to have to live with it. But yeah. So check out our logo. It's really cool. I drew it myself. <laughs> okay. So after looking around a well-lit room filled with information and displays, the hush begins. A pseudo-grand entrance that leads you down into the catacombs with these words, STOP, in all capitals. This is the Empire of Death. Oh no. Yes. So now that you'll know, you'll literally be walking through lengthy tunnels of humid earth for quite a while before reaching the actual ossuary. So um, if you're claustrophobic, um, you should probably um, abstain from going down there. Um, Again, you're literally going into underground tunnels filled with dead bodies. Um, (laughs) Yuck. Um, and of course, if you do have difficult breathing, um, it's very humid, very musty, very musty, crusty, and dusty. Um, so if you got that asthma, you might not want to go down there, but <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to go down there anyway. Um, I don't care if I have asthma. No, Debbie. Yeah. We'll just wait. Because as you advanced, any noise will become more and more muted and muffled, enveloping you in the silence of the earth beneath. The path forward is relatively well marked, but don't wander off because there's no phone signal down there. Oh no. And remember, the tunnels themselves are a full labyrinth that expands not just in the catacombs, but under the entire city of Paris. So if you lost, you lost. Exactly. With no help, you can become part of them. So there's actually a famous story about a certain Filbert Asparate, Asparate, who wandered into the depths of the catacombs back in 1793, and he never found his way out. Dun, dun, dun. So, uh, the first cartophile was Filbert Asperet. So, he was actually the doorman of a military teaching hospital. He's widely considered the first cartophile. Um, I guess that's people that go missing in the like catacombs. A, it's kind of like a... Like, you know how people break into cemeteries? Yeah. It's that same concept, but, but like, for catacombs. For catacombs. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, according to the story, um, one day he ended up in the quarries by following a stairway found in the courtyard. As he lost his way, 11 years later, 
he was found. Oh, no. He was actually identified by the keychain he had on his belt. So maybe, you know, we should just have our... Look, my keychain on my keys usually has my name on it. So I think everybody should just have a keychain with their name on it. Then, um, you know, if your body goes missing, they can identify you. <laughs> but yeah, so they identified him based sauce. on the keychain he was carrying. Um, not everybody believes the story, but it does serve as a cautionary tale for those who would wander around unprepared today filbert is widely considered the cataphile patron saint oh dun 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 so let's leave the cataphiles and focus on the cats (laughs) 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 meow am i right (laughs) (laughs) that's that's dumb i'm sorry i said that please forgive me um so many paris catacomb legends may be true or not, the choice is yours. Um, but the story of the cat skulls is guaranteed to give you the chills. It's actually to be found in a book about underground parrots, which revealed in an 1896 discovery hundreds of skulls in the tunnels. Cat skulls. So a bunch of cats had gotten stuck in the catacombs, and of course they probably were drawn down into the tunnels, and then um, they probably just died there. And they then, probably wanted to go see the poultry pals. I know. They were, they were ghost hunting cats. Poor kitties. Yeah. Maybe they were just following the mice that goes down there. Um, but yeah, so around 19 or 1896, um, they found hundreds of cat skulls. Um, so obviously down there, you'll see plenty of astonishing things. Um, bones built up into unusual shapes and structures, signs with names of streets above, small rooms with vaults full of bodies. And many people claim that the catacombs are in fact haunted by the millions that are buried there today. Well, when you move some grave sites, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be haunted. And another story I'm going to tell is actually um, from found footage. Um, It's actually rumored to contain the final glimpses of a man who went mad in the Paris catacombs. So the famed, you know, catacombs of Paris are a series of underground tunnels. They span 200 miles again. So if you go down there, um, you're definitely probably going to get lost. Um, Some of the area actually dates back 12,000 years to the Merovingia, Merovingia era. There we go. Um, But anyway, um, so... In the early days, visitors entered the catacombs through the official entrance, known to be the Gate of Hell. Um, As mentioned, around 2019, there were new entrances and exits added. Um, But yes, they would enter through the Barriere de Enfer, which translates to the Gates of Hell. Um, Though now there's another designated area. Um, According to the legends, those who have dared to venture into the catacombs after midnight actually report hearing the walls talking to them. What? They've heard disembodied voices trying to lure the adventurers farther into the tunnels, encouraging them to lose their way and suffer a slow and antagonizing end. Wow. Yuck. There are actually rumors of people wandering off into the maze-like tunnels and then going mad. So back in 2010, um, some cave explorers actually recovered video footage from the 1990s um, that they claimed showed a man wandering in the catacombs and he was lost. So they found this footage while down there. Um, I literally just got goosebumps. What? 
um and it's literally his last minutes filming um so basically it shows him lost wandering through the dark corridors until he finally panics drops the camera and then just bolts off into the dark never to be seen again so though some people really doubt the authenticity of this video um the footage is said to have inspired the catacomb horror movie as above so below that came out in 2014 Oh. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, and with all this in mind, um, it's probably just best to stick with your official tour group. She so didn't end up like the other guy, and you don't end up like this guy. So, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a little spooky story that I wanted to share with you guys. All right. Well, that's all I have for today. As you guys know, you can look up way more about the catacombs of Paris and some of the hauntings and experiences that have happened down there. Um, I hope you guys learned something today and you learned that we don't know how to pronounce French. Nope, <laughs> not at all. Well, thank you guys for listening today. Feel free to like, follow, and subscribe. Um, we post every Friday. On in the Instagram, mm-hmm. on the Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, the YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we also post on the Patreon. Yes, patreon.com slash polterpals. Yep. Come and follow us. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.